can bring rescue, that can bring salvation. His words, God's words, words of life, His breath, words that will bring joy where there's sadness, words that will bring light where there's been darkness.
Say, God, you're the strength of my life. And whom shall I fear? I'm telling you, you say what he says to say. And it'll lift you up in here. Yeah, your feelings aren't real. They're mostly a lie. I feel good. I don't feel good. I feel horrible. I feel sad. I'm not going to be ruled by feelings. I'm going to be ruled by the rule of God. Amen. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, he said, say, I'm rich. Yeah. Let the sick say they're healed. It is well. It is well. Yeah, you're proclaiming something out of that river. Right. You're changing your environment by what you're saying. Amen. Amen. Lord, I'm saying for everyone in here that they're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm saying for the young and for the old, it is well with them inside. I'm saying, Lord, that they're alive and their feelings are just lying. Lord, no matter how I feel, you are still alive. No matter what I think, you're still God. You're alive. Let the weak say, I'm strong. I am strong. Will you do that? I'm strong in the Lord. Will you say that with me? I'm strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. God, you're the strength of my life. Who am I going to fear? Amen. 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 Why don't you put your hands together and break out and break free. Break free of your emotions. Break free of depression. Break free of unsanctified feelings. Oh, God. Oh, God. Our God. Oh, God, our God. Oh, Lord, our Lord. Oh, Lord, our Lord. How majestic is your name. How majestic is your name. And over all the earth. Over all the earth. Over all the earth. Over all the earth. Oh, Lord, our Lord. How majestic is the name above all names in this earth, in our lives. We bless you right now. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We break out. We break through. We break forward in our lives. Out of lies in our heads. Out of the lies in our emotions. God, you're Alethea, your truth. Your reality. Line our minds up this morning. Line up our emotions. Get the funk out of our faces. With your great grace, begin to bathe and saturate every man, woman, and child in this house. For there's waters to swim in. And you fill this house with waters. And you fill your sons and daughters with the waters of God. And these wells in this house are springing up. Spring up, O wells. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. If you would, with me, just put your hand right here. It's not here. God lives in here. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Will you say it with me? Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Will you break out? Nothing better than sensing the reality of God. Over everything. Spring up, O well. 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 Out of our belly shall flow living waters. Out 
waters, living waters. You're a life-giving spirit. You're not subject to all this craziness. You're a life-giving spirit. Just tap that. Just tap that. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Within my soul. Spring up, oh well. Within my soul. Spring up, oh well. Within my soul. Come on. Spring up, oh well.
tell the Lord that you love him? Say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. Will you tell him from your own heart as an expression of gratitude? Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Then I want you to hug whoever your neighbor is and tell him, I love you. And God wants to do something amazing in you. Amen. Say, I love you, man. I love you. God wants to do something amazing in you. Amen? Amen? I love you. God wants to do some amazing things in you. Amen? You can be seated. Lord, we appreciate you. Lord, we appreciate you. And we do love you. We do love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. So appreciate you. your heart both of them and just say lord i love you i appreciate you and the life that you're unfolding to me the life i'm beginning to see in you and experience thank you so much for being alive thank you for being a loving father thank you for a living jesus not some pretend religious thing thank you blessed holy spirit that you are evident in this place and in my life Amen. Amen. Just put your hands together and bless him, will you? Oh, like you really mean it, like he really is who he said he is. Amen. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on. Come on. You can do better than that. Come on. You can do better than that. Come on. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. I heard somebody whistle. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is the house of God. This ain't the graveyard of God. This is the house of God. Go ahead. Whistle. Praise him. Bless him. You know God delights in the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. Yeah, come on. Come on. I like it. I like it. He inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. That means he sits on and sits in that word, inhabits. That means he's around. Amen? Amen? Shake your neighbor and tell him, amen. Come on, shake them. Don't hide them muscles. Move them, boys. <laughs> shake them. Amen. Good day, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. We love you, God. Yeah, set free. Set free. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you that you're alive. Loving Father. Will you say that with me? Loving Father. I cry, Abba, Father, by the spirit of adoption in me. I can't help but cry it. That spirit in me cries, Abba, Father. That spirit of Christ in me cries, Abba, you're my dad. You're my father. Thank you so much, loving father. Amen? Yeah, loving father. You get an encounter with the father, things change in your life. He's father. Amen. He's father. Amen? Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Not like any earthly father, but he's Abba. That spirit is in us. If you're born again and you have Christ, that life's in you, you can't help but cry, Abba, Father. You're a loving father. Amen? You're a living Jesus. Amen? You're alive. Thank God you're alive. You're a living Jesus. You're not that dead thing. You're the living one. Amen? Yes. That's a good word. Interactive. I like that. 
Interactive. I like that word. I took that one. Right there. Interactive. Interactive. Alive and interactive. Blessed Holy Spirit. Huh? Thank you. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Luke 15. I think I'm going to finish up some things. and God's doing amazing things in life. Oh, the riches. Will you say it with me? Oh, the riches and the depths of Christ. Amen. Romans 11:33 says, "Oh, the depths." And I was looking up that word, depth. Last week I was telling you God's filling this place with water. Say waters. Filling places. When water fills a place, it gets you go higher with God. Say, "I'm going higher with God." When God's waters come, that means you swim deeper with God. Say, "I'm going deeper with God." Say, "I'm going higher." And I'm going deeper. I'm hungry for God in a real way. I can't stop. He doesn't stop moving. I can't stop moving. I'm not camping out at yesterday's experience. He's new every morning. Amen? In an experiential way. Say, waters. Take me higher. Waters take me higher. Waters take me deeper. Amen? Go go to Romans 11, chapter, uh, verse 33. Oh, the riches. Will you say it with me? Oh, the riches. And the depths. Say the depths. Listen to the word depth in the Greek. We were depths means bathos. Doesn't that remind you of something like a bath, right? That's the Greek bathos. It means this depth, deep, water, fullness, say fullness. Immensity and extreme degree. I don't even know how to say this one. Profundities. Don't even know what that is. Someone help me. Profound. Deep. Profundities. Deep laid plans. Will you close your eyes? Say, God, you're taking me deeper with you. Fuller with you. More immense. To a greater degree. And you're revealing your deep laid plans. For my life, say for my life, in your life, say for my life, in your life, waters of God, amen, springing up wells, that means in you and I, you know, breaking up fallow ground and springing up at wells, where you're dead, you come alive, where you are lost, you become found, where you're struggling, it becomes more easy, say spring up wells. Say, waters are swimming. Say, individually, we take drinks. You know what I mean? We take, some people take sips. Some are guzzlers. <laughs> Say, I'm slamming it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sipping. I'm not the sipping saint. I'm going to get slammed with God. I'm going to drink the whole cup. Amen? Fullness. Say, I'm drinking it all. I can't stand these, the sipping saints that just want to sip a part of God and tell everybody else they're wrong with God. Give me the whole cup. Give me the whole cup. Yeah. It's a full salvation. Yeah, it's a complete cross. Amen? 
Yeah, I look at the beauty of the cross and Jesus died, but it didn't stop there. Amen. I received forgiveness of sins, but it didn't stop there, huh? And then he came off that cross. And then that, that power in that cross said, I stripped principalities. Not only did I forgive you and regenerate you, I gave you dominion, kid. I gave you power by my cross. I stripped off principalities and made a show of them openly. Remember my cross? Yeah. Say, I'm forgiven because I received a suffering Jesus. It says the wrath of God, the Father on himself, put it on Jesus. So God's not mad at me. Say he's not mad at me. That's the gospel. Say waters are swimming. I'm going to drink the whole cup. Read the whole book of Romans. Amen. It doesn't stop in the first chapter. <laughs> it doesn't stop in the second chapter. It doesn't stop in the third that you're justified or the fourth. And in the fifth, it kicks up a whole new notch. But now that you are justified, not that I, I think I'm saved today. I think I'm not tomorrow. But now that you are saved, but now that you are, let's go on and get identity in God. And let's go on and lose our independence in God. And let's go on and become the church connected. And out of that house flows to the nation healings. Say, I'm not a sipper. I'm a heavy drinker in God. <laughs> I never did it halfway out there. Why should I do it here? <laughs> yeah, people say, why don't you drink, man? Because I drank to get drunk. <laughs> I don't like the taste. Nobody usually does. Tastes like kerosene. You've got to train your body to like that stuff. That's why everybody has an ugly face. <laughs> yeah. Say, I'm drinking the cup. Amen. Living water. Say, living waters. Yeah, it's springing out of you, the wells of God. Then Beth came up, and she confirmed that with a confirming word. You know, I was talking, she said, about and spring up, oh well, and gush, gush, gush. And I don't even know that song, but I knew that she was confirming something. We got waters in the house. Say, I'm ready to swim in these things. Not, not step around on the bank and hang around and watch everybody else swim. Tell your neighbor, you need to jump on in. You need to jump in. Quit testing the coldness. Jump in. Huh? Quit. I'm going to see if it's God. I, how much? Get on in. Get wet. Huh? See, I'm jumping in. I'm not going to stand on that bank side. I'm going to slip it. Huh? I'm going to slip and slide. Oh, you said? <laughs> okay. <laughs> waters. I appreciate that. We'll go into it another time. Ezekiel's waters. I, I really feel like God wants to talk to us a little bit about that. But I want to finish up some things in Romans. Romans 11. Oh, say that with me. Oh, the depth, the bathos, the immensity, the depth that God wants to reveal in you and me. You think I would have been in this, this long if he wasn't that real? I got news for you. It wouldn't have happened. So much craziness in religion. I met a buddy. I met with uh, Steve Bissett and them. And man, I love the people, but the stories that come... Say religion is insanity. Say it to your neighbor. Religion, it's insane. Religion makes people crazy. <laughs> I was counseling a man one day, and he said, man, religion's making me crazy. I said, it is. It's insanity. Paul the apostle said so. Who's bewitched you with religion? It'll make you dark and crazy. Religion is nicer than Jesus. Sloppy agape sometimes. 
And it's meaner than the devil the other times. It's so doggone hateful. That's religion. Sloppy or hateful. But God. Real. Rich. Deep. Transformer. In my life. I like that. Arthur gave me a mm-hmm. Well, well. Ha. Come on, get on that organ. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come on. We're going to start to hoop. Oh, the depths and the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Say the mercies. Remember, mercy reached us. We're going out. Tell your neighbor, we're going out. Somebody reached me with mercy. I'm going to reach them with mercy. God's already preparing them for you to reach them. I'm looking everywhere I go, at the school and whatever. I want to throw a net. I want to find that lost sheep. I want to find that lost coin. I want to bring them into Father's house, and so are you. Amen? That's as a believer. Say, as a believer. That's as a priest. Say, I'm a priest unto God. Ezekiel was a priest worshiping God when he had the open heaven, the open vision. Not a prophet, a priest. Say, a priest. Say, I'm a priest. I'm telling you, you worship God and enter in. You get open things to you. Open heavens in your life. You see some things. Amen? Say, I'm a worshiper. Another day we'll go there. Luke chapter 15. Say, the mercies of God. They're new every morning. Say, mercy outweighs judgment. Say, his wrath is for a moment. But his mercies endure forever. Say, that's the image of God in Christ. That's the good news of God. If people are expressing other, any other image than Christ, run from it. If they're expressing tables of stone and trying to kill you, run. Amen? Say, behold, the goodness and the severity of God. His severity is truth. Amen? His goodness is rich. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's reality. When you start getting around those people telling who's saved and who's not saved, they're not authorized to say. They're just not authorized to say. That's a telltale sign. Who's telling who's saved? You got a group over there say they're not saved if you don't get in their water a certain way. Guess who's in the air? That group. You got another group telling you if you're not an apostle, you're not saved. Guess who's wrong? Spirit of error. Nobody's authorized to say who's saved or not saved. They can judge fruit and say, you know what? You've been living that a long time. Maybe check your heart. And maybe they need to get saved, right? But how long is the long-suffering of God? I don't know. If he's struggling for two years and he's struggling and going, how long is the long-suffering of God? Not too long in me. That's what people do. Nope. Yep. Nope. Can't do it. I'm not authorized to do it. Amen. Are you listening to me? If you're struggling and you mean it, you won't be struggling for long. That's why people come in and say, Craig, I think I blew it. I'm struggling. I laugh. I smile. I go, yeah, get up. You got the right heart. Get up. God's forgiven you. He's cleansed you. Get up. Just keep walking. Then I got other people that you talk to and they keep on doing what they want, keep living in the same sin and don't want to hear truth. Then I would say examine to see if you're in the faith. Are you listening? Okay. Amen. Let's go to Luke. 15th chapter. Say he shows mercy. Yeah. Mercy outweighs judgment, right? Yes, it does. 
goodness and severity. We're balanced. I'm a balanced person. Yeah, I have grace and truth. This, this is a parable in, in the Luke 15th. And, and Romans, it said, in showing mercy, right? He said he showed mercy to us. How, and Paul began after that next chapter, and, and we'll go there another time, in Romans 12. And he said, I beseech you by the mercies, say mercies, of God. He was so moved in heart that he's telling us, I want you to be moved by these mercies. I'm so moved in heart, I want you to be moved. What's mercy look like? He said he showed mercy to us when we weren't deserving. Don't forget that. Don't forget where you came from. I was lost without God, without hope in the world. I was. And mercy came and found me on a parking lot in Monterey, California. Mercy began to reach me over there when I was with a bunch of buddies. When I was feeling empty, mad, and frustrated. Mercy came and found me. Remember when mercy found you? Huh? Oh, the depths. Say, oh, the depths. And the riches. He says that mercy reached us while we were yet dead. Say, dead. In our trespasses and sins. We couldn't even find our way to God. Huh? And mercy came and said, I'm going to light you up, kid. I'm going to start making you uncomfortable inside. You're feeling empty, and that's okay. I'm going to use that emptiness to bring it to me. Say, mercy reached. The mercies of God. Then the grace of God. And the riches of his love. Amen? Think about that in your life. Personalize that in your life. We're not living sermons and messages. We're living life with Jesus. You've got a story. Tell your neighbor, you've got a story. If you've been born again, you've got a story. If you've been forgiven, you've got a story. If you've been born again, you've got a story. If you've overcome sickness or whatever it is, you've got a story. Tell it. Amen? Tell it. Luke, Luke 15, he said, Now all the tax collectors, verse 1, and the sinners, say tax collectors. And sinners. Say it again. Say tax collectors. And sinners. Don't you know? Don't you know? That's where I want to hang out. I'm not going to hang out and get in trouble with them. But I want to bring them to the Father. Say tax collectors. The book of Luke is beautiful, man. I, I, I flash back on uh, Zacchaeus. That wee little man. I'll go over here so you don't take it personal. <laughs> He said, you're no skyscraper, Craig. <laughs> he said, why don't you get that log out of there? <laughs> a wee little man. Say a wee little man. A tax collector. Say a tax collector. He, he went out on a limb. Don't you know? He went out on a limb because he had religion in his head and thought, I'm worthless. I got no value. I'm a cheat and I cheat people. But he went out on a limb. That's the beauty of Luke's gospel. Zacchaeus, this wee little guy, he went out on a limb because he was hungry for God and sick of his sin. Say sin. Tell your neighbor sin. All right. But I'm God conscious, not sin conscious. Huh? And he went out on a limb, that little guy. Little stature went out there and said, I, I want to get around Jesus. And in his head, he was thinking, I'm an evil guy. Huh? You ever done that? You see people do that? He went out on a limb and Jesus said, hey, you on the limb, come down from there. Quit hiding. Get down here. I got to come to your house today. Not I'm going to crush you like a grape. I want to come to your house. I'm going to bring salvation to your world. Huh? That's Luke's gospel. That's a beautiful thing. Luke writes him out. And then he goes to this parable. And he says, now all the tax collectors and the sinners, say sinners, were coming near to him to listen to him. Say listen to him. He's got something to say. 
Say, listen to Jesus. He's got something to say through his word, young men. Listen to him through his word. I try to tell these guys. I used to read this Bible when I first got saved, and I got frustrated. I'm going to tell you the truth. Everybody wants to tell the good news, right? Like, it was a happy day in my life. Yeah, there's that part. There's the other part, too. And when I gave my heart to God and didn't understand nothing but something changed and began to change, I would go to the Word of God and try to read it. And, I, and sometimes I got frustrated and got nothing out of it. And listen, I'm telling you the truth. I threw it. I threw the Bible at the wall. Look, you felt like it before. Don't lie. Come on. I just did it. I threw it. I got so mad. I said, this feels like ink and whatever. I'm not getting it. I'm not. And I just threw it against the wall. And then I felt convicted, picked it up, brought it up. And I tell these young guys, you got to start. Sometimes you start reading. Say reading. Just read something. And it could be dead as a doorknob. And that reading will become meditating. Say meditating. And then God speaks in your thoughts. But you've got to start somewhere. Tell your neighbor, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to pick this up. It's more than a book. It's the book of life, not the book of the law. It's the book of life. And when you read it, it might not say anything. But as you read and you leave, there'll be a meditating. Say a meditating. Joshua said, meditate on my words. Day and night, God told Joshua. And then you'll have success. And then you'll know where you're going. Say meditate. That means to think over and over what he just said until he says it to you. Say he's alive. He'll speak in the volume of the book. Right? Life will come. I've never felt any other thing happen when I begin to read this book and nothing and all of a sudden the divine energy of God hits me, a revelation stirs me, and it lifts me up into the presence of God. That's God behind those words. I want you to experience it. Amen? I tell the young guys in Psalms 18, look at Psalms 18, throw, uh, I'll do it myself. Psalms 18. Say, I'm going to read. I'm going to meditate. Psalms 18. Anybody there? If you're faster, cold. Who has the intro? You know the intro? It says, go ahead. Does it actually show that up here? Oh, it doesn't show that. Okay. What's yours say? Right. And listen to this psalm. It says, Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke. One translation says, who talked to the Lord. He simply talked to the Lord. And I tell these guys, just talk to the Lord. Just talk. But you've got to talk. Meditating stays in your mind and you roll it around. You know, you're thinking, hmm, hmm. And then God enters your thought, right? You know it. Say you're spiritual. You just don't know it yet. You just got to exercise it. I'm talking out of 32 years. I'm, I, I was like a scientist, always experimenting with God. I wanted what's real. Amen? Say, tell your neighbor, you're spiritual. You just don't know it yet. You just got to exercise it yet. Don't you know? That little baby, where did you go? The one you were, she was so cute. Renee almost broke me down. We were singing, how I love you, Lord. And, and Renee's eyes were closed, and she had that shine on her face and had that little head. And I'm saying, she's going to break me down. How I love you, Lord. And I'm saying that's what God wants to do daily. Gather his children and he wants to sing right over them and just sing and, and bring them to the bosom of his heart and say, how I love you. And shining with God and that little one getting imparted to with grace and power and presence. Beautiful thing. God wants to do that with all of us. Amen. Yeah. He's a father. Amen. A nursing mother. Amen. He wants to gather us up. 
That's God. Where did I tell you to go? Oh, I tell him, speak. And he spoke the song. He started talking to the Lord in Psalms. And what did he say? I love you. Can you say that? I love you. Will you say it? I love you. I know you won't. And I, I wouldn't say that till I got born again. I couldn't say it. Uh, what was that thing? Remember Fonzie? I love. You know, they try to tell that. You, go, you can't do it. But you get God in you, and he starts breaking you out of self-consciousness. And then you say, I love you. I know that. Still not sure about all the people. <laughs> I love you because I feel that you did so much for me. I love you. And then he says, I put my love in you to love others. Oh, yeah. I think I could do this. I had a young man say, I'm not loving enough. I said, no, you're in the wrong tree. You can never do anything enough. That tree of knowledge is never enough. You can't love enough. You can't repent enough. Don't you know? I'm telling you by experience. Don't, I, I read old revivalists when I was all messed up. I just wanted God. And they told me some of these old guys writing say, well, you know what? You're not saved until you repented enough. You're not saved until you confess all your sins. And you're not saved until you write them all out. And you're not saved until you make restitution with everybody you wronged. And I said, then I'm not making it. And that was an old revivalist. Don't you know? And everybody puts their, their, their weight on it. Well, that's what they said. They were wrong. I grew up, thank God. They were wrong. They tormented me for a while. And then I said, impossible. That's not the Bible. That's not the gospel. That's not reality. That's a man-made religion. Get out of there. Craig, get off your knees trying to write down every single thing. Impossible. What are you thinking? I am free. I went through it. Don't get me wrong. I went through it. I went through the headaches. I was hungry. But I found that to be error. I just like I find error when people say there's no such thing as a carnal Christian. That's not true. Paul said, I'm writing to you spiritual and to the carnal. Some people say there's only saved and not saved. No, there's not. The Bible says there's three men in the world, unsaved, carnal men, and spiritual men. I don't care what your credentials are. When you start saying there is no carnal, it's either saved or not saved, I say you're wrong. The book says, the book says, the word says, Christ says, get out of that stuff. You don't got to hang around there like I did. I'm going to blow out the wires in this house. I'm blowing them out. You feel the heartbeat? You got to read your Bibles. You got to know the God of the Bible. And when people say, I don't care what their credentials are. When they don't say what he says, they're unauthorized to say it. Amen. They're unauthorized to say it. And when you're saying what God said, say, that's error. Oh, no, that's brother so-and-so. Don't you know he wrote five commentaries? I don't care. The Bible says, Christ says, the spirit of life prophesies. That's what he says. Yes, I got to listen to somebody that was inspired by God, not got a mental head trip in their religion. Bearing the image of Christ. He's beautiful. Say he's beautiful. He's real. He's truthful. Amen. And Luke's, yeah, wow. Thank you, spring up, oh well. Man, you can't, if you can't get wet in this place, keep coming. Keep coming. You've got to get wet in this place. When worship is happening, you're going to do like I did. Just sing. I don't care. Just sing until he sings with you. That's when you feel God. That's when you sense God. That's when you come out of yourself. Spring up, oh well. How's it going to spring up? You're going to meditate God's word till you meet him there. You're going to talk to him like David. I love you, God. You're the rock of my life. You're my strength. And don't you know when you start talking, he starts speaking back to you. Don't you know that? You might not know it today, but I'm telling you, you're going to grow in it. Your spirit. Say, I'm spirit. You've got life. 
If you're born again, you're a life-giving spirit. You're not a religious, vile person. Dead? You're not. You're not a religious person. You're not empty. But you're a life-giving spirit. And you bring that energy. I talked to Caleb. He said something. He goes, all I know is when I come, I feel built up. I feel inspired. I feel inspired. Say inspired. Job said, there's a spirit in man, in you, in you, in you, in you. And the inspiration of God, almighty God, gives life and understanding. Say, I'm a spiritual man. See, I'm telling you that you are. If you've accepted Jesus, if you've been born again, you are spiritual. God made you that way. You might not be good at it yet, but you're going to grow in that. Are you listening to me? You're going to bring life. You're springing well. You're going to... Get a wet people, soak them, bathe them in the life of God. I'm probably, I'm probably blowing people's eardrums out. It's, it's the way it is. You'll get healed. He heals too. He heals too. I can't hold back. I'm, I'm, I can't hold back. I've been in it too long. You know, it says of Ezekiel, it says Ezekiel was on the side of the rivers one day. And it said he was there on the 30th day. 30th day prophesies of maturity. And you're going to grow into maturity. And when you start growing, you're going to start seeing things. Maturity. Yeah, but he got the revelation as a priest. But as a Levite, he was a prophet. Hey, some of the young men, grow on up. Take your time with your calling and election with God. Grow up and get that maturity. But be a priest today. Right now. Say now. I'm a priest right now. I'll be a Levite in the future. So I'm not no novice. Amen? Be free to be a priest. Say you're a priest. That Levite thing takes a little time. That priest thing is right now. Tell your neighbor, I'm a priest unto God. That's how he made you. A priest brings worship to God. That's what we do. I was a priest before I was ever called as a fivefold guy. I was a priest first. So are you. Amen? Yes, sir. God has a way. I hate. It's amazing. He's amazing. So listen. Talk to God. Say, I'm going to talk to God. Say, David spoke to the Lord. Not just prayed, not just begged, not just put him way far away and made him a rabbit's foot. He talked to the Lord. Say, talked. And he said this, I love you. Say that. I love you, Lord. You're my strength. You're my rock. You're my fortress. And you're my deliverer. My God. My rock. And whom I take refuge. You're my shield. You're my horn. You're the salvation. You're my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. When? When I start praising. Amen? Say, I, say I meditate God's word. I'm going to be a success. Right? I talk to God, and he talks to me in that talking. I sing and worship God. Jesus said, I sing in the midst of the congregation. Jesus said that. Well, he, he said, well, he's not here. Oh, yeah, he is. The Spirit of Christ, every time we worship, the Bible says somebody inhabits. That's why some people that, that know a little something, they go, oh, I think I feel a goosebump. He's more than a goosebump. Tell your neighbor. He's more than a goosebump. But you sense something in him, and he starts to appear in your heart, and your head shuts down, and you begin to have spiritual songs like all these Judah have been bringing. I appreciate them. Tell them thank you every once in a while. Say, I am Judah. I know where I can get technical. We're all Judah, right? Yeah, but they're trying to lead some things for us, right? So once in a while, tell them, thanks for that song. It hit me deep. Thanks for that song. It hit me hard. Thanks for your obedience. Amen? Tell people. 
Thank you. All right, so back to Luke. Luke 15. He says, now the, verse 1, now the tax collectors and the sinners. Say in the sinners. Yep, buddy, I'd rather hang around them any day than the religious. And mean times. Religious people are just too doggone mean. They don't know God, nor the scriptures, nor the power of God. And they're mean. Look at that. Signs following. Thunder. <laughs> Thunder. Joseph tried to scare me with them things. Praise him with the harp and the strings. See, if somebody's not going to praise him, he's going to make him praise him. Let the rocks cry out. Right? He said, and he says, with the tax collectors and the sinners. Say, say I'm going to be around people. I'm looking for people, right? Jesus is the pattern. I'm looking for him everywhere. Everywhere you go, you know what I'm saying? And this is the key. If you continue with God, all you guys, young ones, whatever, you start worshiping God, you're going to get full of God. And then the image that you have about you and God's going to change. And then out of that image and fullness, you're going to, have to, you're going to start wanting to reach other people. And that happens inherently. Say inherently. Yeah, well, you know, when I tell you all those stories, I'm telling you that because they're real and I want you to see them. And when you start worshiping, he breaks things down in your life and out of your life. And he becomes more real to you. And then you've got to tell somebody else. You've got to go tell them. You've got to go find them and tell them. Yeah? Amen. Luke 15, he says, and he sat with tax collectors and sinners, and they were coming near to him to listen to him. Say, listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble. Say, that's religion. Say, they're grumbling. Religion's always grumbling. Religion's always telling you what you're not. Religion's always trying to define you. Who do you think's behind religion? I'm, I'm telling you Satan's behind religion. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? He's behind both of them. I, I, I've, ha- I've went after more lost sheep than wicked men. I'm telling you straight up. I've had to go after a few wicked ones, and they, they're sometimes just wicked. <laughs> and then you tell them that. You don't want change, and I'm leaving. Then you do this thing till another time. But most of us, don't worry about it. You're not going after wicked men. Most of you are going after lost sheep, right? Listen to this. And he says... Uh, and they start charging and grumbling against Jesus. And this man, he says, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Tell your neighbor so. Tell him so. Who needs to be saved? Huh? The, the church every week? The church needs to be saved every week? Come on. If you're not saved, get saved and go on. You spend that time around that other thing too long, you're going to go crazy. And, and, and when you're talking to the church every day and saying this, that, no. No, Jesus said, where, where were the lost? One of them in the parable is in the wilderness. So Jesus said, I'm going to give you an example, and I'm going to lay something out to you. He said this. He said, they were grumbling, and he, they said, you receive sinners and all that. He goes, verse 3, he told them this parable. Say this parable. Saying, what man among you, tell your neighbor, point at him, what man among you has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them? Does not leave the 99, say leave the 99, and go into the open pasture. That means go into the wilderness. That word means go into the desert places. Let me see if I wrote it down. Go into the empty places. Let's see. It says this. It's called Eromas. Go to the uncultivated. Go to the unpopulated place. Boy, are we a candidate for that. Go to the desolate place. Deserted area. Go to the barren place, the solitary place, that, provi- that place, and he goes on and he says, uh, let's see, desert, 
Also, where God richly grants his presence. Wow. And provision for those who are seeking. The limitless Lord shows himself strong in the limiting and difficult scenes of life. That's Barnes' uh, commentary. In the strict sense, expresses a lack of population, barren, sparse, of vegetation. And then he goes on, and it goes on about what it's like. Basically, it's the wilderness. Say the wilderness. And I want you to get something here. When we're talking about showing mercy, I want you to write in your notes, there was three showings of mercy in this parable. And God showed mercy through the Son. Say, mercy shown through the Son. God showed mercy next through the Holy Spirit. And God showed mercy through the Father in this parable. And people say, well, what do you mean? You look at Ephesians 2.18 in your own Bible. It says, of the Son that he did this for us, of the Spirit that gave us the pledge, and of the Father. It's a certain order that God does. And the Son, say, the Son's mercy. He said, I went out into the wilderness. Say, I went out. He said, I went out in the wilderness, and I looked for that one. I left all the people, but I'm out there. The Son's showing mercy to me and you. And the Son of God in us to other people is that we're going out into the wilderness, the desert place, and we're going to show His mercy, right? And this depicts of the Son. He, said, he says this right here. He said, what man among you... Well, I'm saying that, Cole. Give me Ephesians 2, uh, 18, just so I can read that. He said, uh, and he goes, he has a parable. He goes, he goes out, he leaves the 99, and he, and he goes out into that wilderness. Say, out there. Say, out there. Say, I live out there. I'm going out there. The wilderness. And, and goes after the one which is lost until he what? Finds it. Listen. For it is through him. Say through him. Through who? Which him? Thank you. Arthur <laughs> said it like he was three years old. Jesus. That's who I love. What is name? Jesus. That's my savior. <laughs> it was cute. Through him, Jesus, that, that we both, whether far off or near, now, say now, have been introduced to, to access by one, say one. Well, who's next? Holy Spirit. So who was that? Him. Je- Jesus. Who's that one? To who? Does that sound like that parable to you? It does to me. That's why I made you look at it. <laughs> so he told, he told him the parable. He goes, the, the son goes out in the wilderness and he's looking for that one. Right? And it says that when he's found him, he lays him on his shoulder. Say, Jesus is the pattern. He went out there showing that this, that the Son died for everyone, right? That all could come. And, and He came and He's a strong Savior. Say, He's a strong Savior. He came and it says He was carrying a sheep on His back. Does it say lamb or sheep? Sheep are heavy. Jimmy, how heavy is a sheep? Think about it. When you go out, sheep are heavy. We got a strong Savior. Say, I got a strong Savior. He's able to lift a heavy sheep that's full of burdens. He's able to lift that on his shoulders. He's a strong Savior. Say strong. All the problems I had in my life, he was strong enough to grab me and carry me. Say he's a strong Savior. When people say you don't understand, I'm involved in thus and such, involved in that, just pick them up, put them on your shoulders. Say, I got a strong Savior. You don't got to be under that. That's light to him. That's easy weight. Easy weight. That's what you guys say. Easy weight. Easy weight. That's easy weight to him. Nothing I did or you did or anyone's doing is too heavy for our Savior. Say he's a strong Savior. Say he's a loving Savior. And that's what the parable is saying. We got a strong Savior. And the, the, the son went out in the wilderness openly. Say openly. 
was in the presence of evil men and crucified openly say openly out there in the wilderness his way of getting you is dying for you god so loved the world that he what gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn it but that the world might be saved through him by him amen saved by him amen that's the gospel that's the good news of god loving savior strong savior so he goes on and he says he's out in the wilderness and he died for us amen he goes and he, he found the 91 he, uh, 99 he left the 99 went to the one and he finds it next verse but when he finds it in verse 5 he lays it on his shoulders and rejoice and rejoicing and he comes to the home and calls together the friends and the neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for i found my sheep which was lost and I tell you in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Say, Jesus, Son of God, so loved me, died for me. Should have killed me, but instead died for me. Took the wrath of God for me. Bore my sins and my sickness and with his wounds. I was healed. Say, I'm drinking the whole cup of that. Don't give me that fundamentalist stuff. Well, he forgives us, and you struggle the rest of your life. No, you don't. He forgave you and injected you. Out of the side of Jesus, out of his side was pierced, came water. Say water. Regeneration, new birth, and blood. Redemption. Paid in full. That's the gospel. Don't tell me I'm just a struggling Christian, maybe just forgiven. No, you're not. You're born again. Of a divine nature and of a dying seed. You got God living in you. And you're born to overcome. You're born to win. You're not playing around in sin. You're born to win. Sin falls off immediately. Say immediately. It starts shattering immediately. First day, 101. I stopped cussing. Day two. Day three, drinking went out the door. Down the drain. Say outward sin. Goes fast. Amen. All right. I don't want to give you my experience because some people are struggling still. As long as you're struggling, long, tell your neighbor, as long as you're struggling and you're not justifying, you got a heart for God. I don't care. If you're struggling, not justifying, you got a heart for God. He's going to see you through it, whatever it is. So th say this with me. So now, therefore, there is no condemnation to me. I'm in Christ. I'm going to stay there. I'm going to live there. I might struggle with a certain thing. I'm justifying nothing. Make excuse for nothing. He'll see me through this. Amen. That's why it says repent until you bear fruit. You're going to bear fruit. Next, next, next verse is, uh, where are we at? Okay, next is verse, the lost coin, says in my Bible. This is a type of the Holy Spirit. This is, or what woman? If she has ten silver coins, loses one coin, and does not light a lamp, say light a lamp, sweep a house, and search carefully. Write it in your notes. Say he lights a lamp, he sweeps this home, and he searches carefully. Don't you know Jesus the Son, it was all out there. The Holy Spirit starts in his mercy shown. It's right in here. It's right in here. We see Jesus on the cross. Holy Spirit says, I'm coming in your world. I'm coming in your house. The coin is lost in the house. Are you listening to me? 
The coin was lost. That other person was lost out there in the wilderness. This one was lost in themselves. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) This one was lost in themselves. I was lost in myself. Most people are lost in themselves. After they even encounter Jesus, they're lost in themselves. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they're going. Say, I was there. And if you're still there, stick around. The Holy Spirit comes to enlighten you. He comes to sweep and finds that lost image of that lost coin, who you're really supposed to be, who he made you to be. And I remember years ago when I was in that phase with God. Listen, that one speaks of your first salvation, but it also goes into who you are and your identification. Amen? And I remember when I, was, when I first gave my heart to the Lord, I was stumbling around. I, was, I wasn't uh, very on my feet. I was still kind of deer-like. And I remember uh, saying, I'm going to do this and telling Anna's dad, uh, I'm going to do this. And he said, uh, and he wasn't being mean to me or mockery. He was telling someone on the phone. He said, they go, what's going on with Craig? Well, first time he said, what's going on with Craig? He's, he's trying to get us all saved. That's what he said. And he chuckled. Oh, he's, it's Craig. He's trying to get us all saved in the house right now. And I was. And I still do that. Not to them. Now they're, you know, something's happened for them. And then the next time he said to me, they go, what's, what's going on with Craig? And then and he says, and I hear him, and he says, uh, he's just trying to find himself. You know, and I'm going to cry a little bit here. I'm saying, you know what? You're right. I am trying to find myself. And you know how I'm finding him? First, I found the Lord. I know people don't get that religious thing. Well, he wasn't lost. I don't care about your religious stuff. I countered Jesus. I found him first. And then I lost. Began to lose myself. That's how I began to find myself. And I I said, you know what? I could take it. It's not mockery. You just don't understand. Some people that told me that, they were just lost. And then God's spirit starts searching, and, 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 and I, I'm lost in myself. And yeah, I'm trying to find myself. Yeah, you better believe it. And yeah, I'm going everywhere with God to find the real. And I did. Amen? And the way you find yourself is you find him first and find his life. And then you lose yourself. I lost myself, and I know I'm extreme. I know that. It's black and white for me, and I'm extreme. And I didn't, because I was trying to find myself, I put everything aside. I quit lifting weights for 12 years. That was a big deal for me. I'm not saying you guys don't quit because you got to come to the gym. <laughs> if God told you. I'm just using it as an example. Please hear me. Whatever it was in your life. If you were listening to a bunch of funky music, you put that off for a while. Whatever it was, I started losing myself because I said, I don't want the identity that men gave me. I don't want that identity. I, I found him, but I'm going to lose myself. If that identity wasn't God given to me, I don't want it. Even when I go back to California, it's sad and pathetic. My son-in-law, I go to these things. I try to meet these old guys. They go, hey, that's your son-in-law? Hey, that's, you remember, this is Craig, man. He was, he was a scrapper. I said, a scrapper? 32 years and that's all? My God, can I not grow? But that's how they named me, right? I wanted all that image off. I want the image of God. I don't want that image, so I quit all that stuff. All that stuff that might have been a false image to me. I want to know the image of God in me. Tell your neighbor, I want to know the image of God in me. And the Holy Spirit is sweeping. He's searching for the lost coin in you. Tell your neighbor, he's searching for the lost coin in you. you got an identity that he gave you from the beginning of the foundation of the world, called you from your mother's womb for a destiny and a purpose and a reality. 
You're, so, you're going to enter that if you stay with him in that. Say there's the good. There's the acceptable. And then there's the perfect will of God. We'll get into that to another day. I, I'll never forget. You know, you're going to find out some things. You stick around, you're going to find out some things. Jesus handled nails and hammer with his father. But ultimately his purpose, he dealt with nails and hammers. Peter was a fisherman. And Jesus said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. He was doing it naturally, say the good. But it wasn't the perfect will of God. That's not all you are. You're doing what your DNA to do in the natural. But come on further, you're going to catch men. Paul made tents with his hands. Natural, say natural. God knew that, said, I put that in you. But spiritually, you're going to build the tent of God. You're going to be a master builder. You're going to build men. John, you apostle, you were with Peter mending the nets because they have holes in them. And you're bringing people wholeness with the life of God, John. Sometimes your natural thing, you might be banging with a hammer. And God, if you go to the acceptable and perfect, you might be a tent maker. You might be a builder in the house of God. You got things where you coach people and train people and all that naturally. And God said, I'm going to make you a coach and a trainer of men. It happens. You look what you're doing naturally. Sometimes you don't even know it inherently. What you enjoy doing, that's the good will of God. Let's go further. I didn't throw all that out. God reminded me of that. When I graduated high school, I had a coach, Coach Lewis, junior high school. And, and it's unheard of, and I don't even know if it was legal. But he said, Craig, I'm the coach here. I want you to coach this whole season. I had no degree. I had nothing in California. You couldn't do that then. Just hop in and start coaching. I coached that, that team, and I hate to say that they took second to another guy, Bill Hart. Bill Hart. Bill Hart was older than me, and, and his took first from Seaside. I won't say where Bill Hart's at now. He's not in a good place. But I took second with the group. But I was, and, I, and I'll never forget that. See, God uses that in Marx. I said, how did that happen? I'm trying to show you something about yourself. I'm trying to show you who you are. You're going to train people. You're going to lead people. Yeah. If I would have stopped there, maybe I would have got a degree and coached a little bit. But it was much more than that. Say much more than that. Say don't stop. See, there's the good. There's the acceptable. And there's the perfect will of God. You will find that. Craig's just trying to find himself. You better believe it. And I hope I don't run out of time. I'm 20 years old. I'm trying to get there. I got there. You want to get there, you'll get there. How do you enter spirituals? Jesus said, if you mean it, you're going to enter it. That's it. Quit thinking that it's ultra. Quit thinking that spiritual is, I'll never achieve. I'm not that. You're going to grow in it. If you mean it, if you don't play the game, do you really want to be well? Are you earnest about being well? Then you're going to be well. Jesus, that's how you enter spiritual. Spiritual matters. Just mean it. Don't pretend, don't lie against the truth, just mean it. God always has an answer. I'm, I've been in this 32 years. Always has an answer. Always, say always. He said in John 7, if any man wants to know the will of God, he'll have the necessary light to have it. You'll have it. You might not want it. I always go that way because uh, you might not want it, guy. You might not, you might not want it. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that in the natural what's his name jack nicholson you want the truth you can't handle the truth remember that one few what's that movie called yeah that's that's jack you want the truth god always talks you can't handle the truth <laughs> i just assume say thank you and be on your way <laughs> all right i'm starting to get off course here 
Say the Holy Spirit. Showing mercy. Out, you know, in us. And, and listen, when people, you're seeing them go through those sweepings in their hearts and that enlightenment of God in their hearts, just identify it for them. That's what I told you last week. Think of the person that you know the Holy Spirit is dealing with, is shaking things up in, sweeping with that light. Go to them. Say, I've been there. Can I help you? Can I help you out with this? That's God. Come on back. And he said, you're trying to find yourself. And I'm telling you right now, you find the Lord, then the next thing is you lose yourself, and then you're going to find yourself. That's real. That happens. I know guys, and I've been around guys, all they want to do is lose themselves. You can't do that forever. You do find yourself in him. Say in him. All right. Say the Son of God. In the wilderness. Holy Spirit of God. Sweeping the house. Enlightening my darkness. Finding that lost image. That coin. And he found it, right? So now let's go look at the Father's mercy. And we'll wrap this up. I got five minutes. I'll go quick. The next thing is after that, the, the showing of mercy through the Father, right? He goes on, the prodigal son, it says in verse 11. And I'm going to skip way down for time's sake. This guy, you read it yourself. This is the condition of a lot of people that, that have been not been saved and the condition of some that are backslidden. Say, say backslidden. And listen, again, once again, the Bible does call people backsliders, and he says come back and be healed. There is backslidden, right? I'm not saying do it. Tell your neighbor. He didn't say do it. But I'm saying that's a biblical thing that happens, right? So quit that every day I got to get saved thing. Stop it. Stop it. Either you are or you're not. And if you're not, I'm going to give you an opportunity today to get saved. And once you are, you're saved for all eternity. Yeah. Yeah. You may not look the best yet, but the best is yet to come. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I can't have that other thing. All right. So he goes in and he said that this prodigal was out. He left. You know the story, most of you. Um, it's a parable. Say a parable Jesus is expressing. Yeah. And he, and he said, and so this guy, on a long story short, I'm going to, because I keep trying to read it, I'll slow it down. He ends up going through this thing. He's away from God and he wants, away from the Father and he wants to return. And it says this, that after he was going through these dealings, and this happens in our lives. Those searchings happen in our lives. And all of a sudden it says that in one verse that he came to his senses. And if you find that for me, we'll go there. But he says, uh, after all these searchings, the Holy Spirit's dealings, uh, you know what, I'm thinking. And he said he even went to the world, in the world, and he said not a single person would help me. Nobody's going to help you out there, right? They're not going to help you. Most people don't care about you. It's only God's people that care about people. Most people do not care about other people because they care for themselves. Most people look at their lives as huge and having problems. They don't care about your life. They don't even want to listen to you. That's the world. You could find no help out there. And because this is my son was... Oh, okay, that's the end of this thing. Let's go to uh, 17, Cole. Pop it up. Mine says, and he came to his senses in the New American Standard. Then when he came to himself, say he came to himself. My Bible says, and when the prodigal came to his senses... You know, it clicked, and he started thinking about, you know what? Nobody's helping me out here. Things are pretty lousy out here. And you know what motivated him? He said, I'm hungry. Say hungry. Yeah, you, you know, quit putting people down. When they come to God, I don't care how they come. Just come. Well, they didn't come just right. If they came because they're hungry, 
let them come. Oh, no, they got to feel more contrition. Oh, no, no, oh, no, they got to feel, how do you do that? <laughs> you can't conjure that up. That happens by God. Huh? Oh, no, they can't come hungry. That's selfish. Yeah, because they're lost. They came hungry. Look at the Father's mercy. We're going to look at that. I want to shatter, smash, kabang all this religious image of some old Quaker guy with a long beard wanting to kill you. Huh? You're saying, well, Craig, you're giving people a license to sin. Paul said, I'm going to preach grace. I'm not talking grace that I get a free ticket and never serve God. There might be something wrong with you then. But I'm talking about real grace, that you're born again and it works in you. And it works to make you work into the will of God. Not by works. By His grace. That's what I'm saying. And Paul said, I'm going to keep talking about the real grace of God. What, how does he quote it in Galatians? He says, you know what? You're called into freedom. But don't abuse it. And if people are abusing it, then they got a heart problem. Right? All right. Then he said he came to himself. He came to his senses. He said, the hired servants of my father have enough food. Say, he's talking, I'm hungry. Say, I'm hungry. You know, say, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for spirituals. People are hungry. And even the food to spare. But I'm perishing. I'm dying out here. I'm hungry. Say, I'm hungry. Listen, that applies to the lost, but it applies to me and you too. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for God. You don't mind hearing that. So he says, I'm hungry. And then he goes on and it says he came to his senses. And then what? It said, then he took action. So people out there, what we're doing, if you see God working, you say, you're coming to your senses? Yeah. Come on, it's time to take action. Don't stay back there forever. Don't stay out of there and let that thing wear off you. Let that spirit of God, let's take action. I came to my senses. Hey, Craig, I think I see it. Yeah, okay, so let's take some action. Let's come to Father. Let's come to the Father's house. Amen? I said Father's house. He's up there, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he said he came to himself, and then the next thing he said he took action, and he began to go there, right? I'm going to close it up here. He said, I'm hungry, I'm coming. And he, so, so he came up with his father while he was still a long way off. Listen to this. Listen to this. And this is what he did, right? And he says, I'm planning in my head. I know what to say. I just want to eat. I don't even know what I want. But I just, I'm hungry. I'm going to go to the father's house. I don't understand all this thing with God yet. But I'm just going that way. I'm going to give my heart to him that way. Listen. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Say, I'm not ashamed of it. It's the power of God. To everyone who believes. You know what I've found in my 32 years? Inherently, they hear it. There's always a reason that they won't follow it. And mostly it's selfish. When the gospel came to my life, the biggest thing that I had to deal with was, i got to lose my life. That was before I was a Christian, right? When the gospel came to my friend's life, inherently, people hear love of God. They hear love. And they feel truth. So when you tell people the gospel of Jesus, really, they inherently know this is love, man, like I've never had. And this is truth. And then they got a decision to make. What will I do with this? And that's where I lose people or gain people. Some, one buddy I had, I said, this is the gospel. And he started watching my life. And the thing is, I didn't give him some, some uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, what do you call that, track. I gave him my experience with God and just real. I don't get it all, man. I told him, I don't get it all, Bill, but this is what happened. He said, do you still want to crush so-and-so like you used to? I said, no. And you know what? That's, what, that's why he, he gave his heart to God. Didn't know it. I said, no, I don't want to anymore. I don't know why. And he said, that, that what you said to me 
was, was, uh, was the uh, pivotal point for me in my decision. That. You don't know what works. You don't know. If it's just experience, just tell them. And, and I didn't know that. I thought it might have been the book I gave him or something. But no, he, he listened to that. Say the gospel. It's effective. And people know the love inherently. And they know the truth inherently. But his biggest struggle was, he said after, I said, he goes, Craig, I, got, I bought him a Bible. And he said, uh, he started highlighting it. And he started telling me stuff that I wish I could have got out of the Bible. And he wasn't a saved guy yet. I was like, why is he hearing all this? And he started telling me, God spe- he told me this, God's speaking to me. Every night I walk from my bed to the bathroom. And he wasn't a saved guy. I don't care what you do with your theology. He said, and he had this book all yellow. Yellow. Kind of like maybe your dream thing. Kind of maybe as obstinate like you. Well, then. Then. And so he finally, I said, well, I, said and I, was, I was the little bit of the religious guy. Don't waste tonight because you don't have tomorrow for sure. Please pray this prayer. <laughs> I did. I panicked. He's like, easy. I go, you got to pray tonight. You might, you might be out of your body and you're going to be gone, splitting things wide open in hell. I was, I was nervous. And he's like, no. And then one day I said, well, so what's hindering you? He goes, I know that if I make this decision and receive the Lord, my life is over. That was the issue for him. That was the issue for all of us, if you're honest. But it's the best life. Say the best life. And it's required of you that you lose your life. Right? Now, don't shout down on me now. Everybody say, oof. Oof. This is oof. Tell your neighbor. It's not just oof. It's real. And so he, and, and then so he said, I'm not going to do it tonight, Craig. And uh, me, the warrior, went home. And I'm, you know, I stayed up thinking, wait, what if something happens to him? Next morning, he calls me. And you got to know this guy. And he says, uh, what, how do you word it to me? <laughs> Craig, uh, how do you say it to me? And he said, oh, we, you have a new brother. And I said, what happened? He said, I wish I would have prayed with you. Because what happened to me is I sat in the back of a church. And the, and the preacher said, are you going to deny God in his house forever? And I don't know. I started crying. And then snot came out of my nose. And then I was on the altar. And he said, I cried, Craig. And I, I don't know. I'm so embarrassed. And I came back home. I wish I would have prayed with you. It wouldn't have been so embarrassing. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, that's awesome. I go, yeah, what else happened to you? And he goes, man, I don't know. And he goes, and I went home. And he, was kinda, he said, I felt like really clean. But then I went home and sat on my, <laughs> on my couch and said, what did I just do? <laughs> and I said, all right, man, I- I'm glad. You know, I'm glad. And uh, that, was <laughs> that was his story. But what was keeping him was he was thinking about if I give my life to him, this is gonna, I'm not going to be able to be involved in this or involved in that. And that's been the truth with a lot of people. You know? But the thing is, one, you just come like you are and then watch how he starts changing you. He didn't ask me to, to come with all my boxes of, of booze first. He said, just come to me. And then he said, uncork them and drain them. And I said, gladly. Right? Yeah, people look at me like, I don't want, oh, he, got, he had an ugly path. No, I'm not saying that. Because it should. Look, everybody has a they have their own experience with God. And I'm not trying to put mine on you, but it's real. So that, and that happened for me. And, and then, you know, the cussing thing. And like my buddy. And then pretty soon, and a lot of guys, you know, they don't want to give up certain things. But. God will keep working with you and squeezing your heart until you surrender. The bad part of, of my buddy's story was he was mad right after new birth, born again, truly, sincerely saved guy. He said right after that came all the, the, the leaders in the church said, hey, you want to join the baseball team? Right away. And he said, Craig, why would they say that? I said, don't listen. Don't listen. Remember where, you were, where your snots were coming out. 
<laughs> Just remember God, because that other thing's institutional. And, and I told him, so get out of there and come with me. <laughs> come with me. <laughs> and, uh, and he did, didn't he? Yeah, you, won't, you don't want to hear the rest of that story? I guess I'll go ahead. First day I told him to come. <laughs> he comes. and I, we were, The place I was at was worshiping God openly. I was telling you the stories, uh, really growing as young people. And uh, then he came in the first night. It was never this way. And they had this guy that was, uh, I think he was from Romania or something. And they, and, and they, had, they, had, they said, everybody grab hands. And I go, man, Bill's supposed to be here. <laughs> and they, we all grab hands. And they go, we want to show you this dance, how we did it in Romania and Jewish thing. And they started doing this thing like this. You know, like, and, and so they started going faster and faster. And who walks in the door? My buddy. And I'm right here. I'm like, and I'm like this. And I'm like this in my head telepathically. No, it's not like this. No. And he looked at me. And this is what he did. Seriously. You remember the look? He went, you, you. That's what he said right from back there. Like, he, he, did, he turned his head sideways. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And I go. <laughs> all the way out around that building and I went and got him <laughs> we were doing that thing all around that building yeah well, I felt like a jackass yeah I did <laughs> my buddy I'm telling him about God the presence of God and we're Hava Nagila on it <laughs> and after we talked and of course you know the story I told you about him before and the father here we go I'm going to end it with this <laughs> Crazy stuff. Crazy lives. God's awesome, though. The gospel, man, it's powerful. It'll save anybody. Just tell them. Just tell them. I, I mean, I got stories I want to tell you to encourage you, man. I remember telling a fireman guy, he said, what happened to you? And I said, I gave my heart to the Lord, and uh, things are becoming pretty real. And, and then he got saved, and now he's an elder in a church in Sacramento, California. That's good news. It wasn't me. I was the little young guy. I just said the experience. You do the same. Tell your neighbor, shake them by the shoulder. Say, you've got to get out and talk to people. You know what I'm saying? The lost are out there, right? We, bring, we could bring some in here, but mostly the lost are out there. You go for the lost out here. Let's find some coins in us here. Huh? And let's know the Father in here. Because he said the Father, listen to the Father's mercy. He, it says that the Father was looking afar, one translation says. And when the Son was coming, he's thinking, God's going to crush, or the Father's going to be mad at me, and this and that. And it says that the Father started to look at him away off, afar off. That's the mercy of the Father. He's showing his mercy. What was he doing? He probably was praying for his Son. I want him back. And he's looking out the door. That's what he wants with us, and that's what he wants with everyone. I want them back. Where are they? Adam, Adam, where are you in Genesis? That's the gospel. Not Adam, I'm mad at you. I want to kill you. Adam, where are you? I miss you. We used to walk in the cool of the day together. Where are you, my Adam? 4,000 years. And then he showed Adam the second and last Adam. Amen? Amen? The Father's looking for him. He's reaching for him. He's not sitting there. I can't wait to punish him. I'm going to do that. No, he's like, where are you, Adam? Where are you, Adam? Where are you that are lost? Where are you? And it said he was looking at the door and the son began to, came, began to come. And it says the Father's showing mercy. What does it say? He ran towards him. Say he ran. That's the God you serve. That's the Father's heart. He's running to the lost. He's running to us. And it said he fell on his neck and began to hug him and weep over his neck. And, and the stuttering son was saying, but, but I just want to be a slave. I just want to be that. He loved him and fell on him. That's the Father's mercy. 
Religion told me you got to do all this. The Father showed me mercy, and that's why I'm hooked. And then he said this, as he's crying and weeping over his son that's returned. And he says to his slaves, quickly, say quickly. And in the Greek he says, quickly means as fast as I'm running, go get his robe. Go get the best robe for him. He had a certain robe. Father has a certain robe for me and you. Don't you know? Don't you know? He's got a certain robe for you. Don't you know in Genesis, Joseph had a coat made by his father of many colors. It had an identity that only our father gives us. Say, the father has an identity for me. A coat of many colors that only the father can give. And he said, go fast, go quickly, get that robe. You know the robe, the best robe, that robe that gives him identity. And yeah, I'm going to feed him a fatted calf, but he, that was all outside of father's house. Say, outside the house. Father ran outside the house. But he said, don't stop there now, son. I've got you clothed. Come on into the house, and I'm going to show you your inheritance. That's God. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you a reality. Close your eyes. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. If you never came to Jesus, the Son of God, and he's been reaching for you, and the Spirit of God has been stirring you, and you've got no purpose, and you're empty, and you say, I'm lost. Find that coin in me, God. I want to have purpose. I want to have forgiveness. I want to get rid of this guilt. I want you to put your hand to heaven and say, it's time for me today to accept Jesus as my Lord. I see the hands. Heads bowed, eyes closed, respecting everyone. I see the hands. Put them up high. Put them up high, high, high. Put them up high between you and the Father. Forget this mamby-pamby stuff. Put your hand up. Go ahead. I see the hands. Keep them up. Put both hands up. All you, all you. Now everybody's going to pray, and we're going to usher them in. We're going to usher them in. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. Thank you for your love. You said, anyone who comes to you, you will in no wise cast out. I'm coming to you right now. I receive you right now. I receive your blood as my sacrifice. I receive right now forgiveness i receive right now eternal life i receive right now sonship i receive right now the new creation i believe with all my heart that jesus died for me and he rose from the dead for me so right now I confess with my mouth because I believe in my heart Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for entering me with your life. Give them thanks, people of God. Rejoice in God. One was lost and now is found. One was lost and now is found. One was lost and now is found. Four, five were lost, now they're found. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the God our Savior. Blessed be His name. Blessed be His name. Blessed be His name. Blessed be His name. Blessed be His name.
Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you began in these guys. You're going to finish. You're going to do it just like you did in my life and just like you did in everyone else's life here. You're going to finish it. They began. And you're going to finish this thing in their lives. And you're going to search them with those coins. And they come into the, to the Father. They met him out there and they receive that kindness today. They receive that experience of love today. They ex- receive that from you. That high with you. They receive it and remember it. Thank you so much. And it says that the father brought him into the house. And then the, the kid that was hungry began to get fed. The fatted calf. The meat from the father. Amen. 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 Say it's good news, God. It's good news. It's good news. If you guys that raised your hand, you want to be prayed for, for another thing, you're saved. If, if, if you tell your neighbor, I, I, I've confessed Jesus. Squeeze their hand. Say, I, did, I raised my hand. I was that guy. That's part of your manhood, right? Don't, you're not, there's no such thing as secret saints. Just tell them. Tell them. Say what I did. Squeeze their hand right now. If you raised your hand, squeeze their hand. Or if you want to raise your hand, say, I, I was that guy. I did that. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm going to heaven. I'm on my way. But I'm going to grow in this way. Amen. If anybody, any of you guys that raise your hand want prayer, I want you to come up. If you want prayer, come on up. Don't get shy. Forget this shy thing. I was that guy. I always answered the call with God no matter what. I don't care. I, in the back, I sat in the back of the pews. You want prayer. I want you to come up here. You talk to Arthur. He's got stuff that he can help you with. Get that stuff, that literature, and go read it. Maybe go ahead and feel embarrassed talking here, but get that book and say, thank you. I'm going to read it and dig into it. Okay, so you guys who raised your hand, we, I, I want you to make that trip. Just go on and get the information that you need for the equipping that you need. And I always, and of course, I always tell you that. Anytime, everybody's got the phone numbers. Everybody's got our phone numbers. Call, 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 call. 1-800-CRAIG. <laughs> I don't know. But I just want you, to, I want you to enter in, man. Enter in, enter in, right? Yeah, we don't do the church thing here. We're doing the God thing. So when people really get saved, they, they are there 32 years later. They're 32 years later. They're not doing that community thing. Well, I, I think God's a, a, a rabbit's foot, and I think he's way over there. Oh, that's glory, honey. <laughs> it's, it's a growth. It's a realness. 32 years. Amen? Look at around these guys. 30-something years. 30-something years. Living. Walking with Jesus. Yeah. Get out of this religious thinking in the community. I bought a ticket like Tyler told me. Where do you go? My friends bought a ticket. Jesus, I accept you. I don't know you for the rest of my life. That's not where you're going. Say, I'm going up. Going on. Going forward. Yeah. Amen. Praise him one more time. Yeah. Yeah, 30-something years. It is actually this month 30 years for me right here in this place, 30 years ago this month. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am. Yeah. Anyway, thank God for salvation and the growth that comes after. Still growing. All right. There's two of you out there. Oh, that scared me. I really don't have anything else to uh, add. I will say, you know, those those small testimonies, they they change people. 
last night, Tom even gave uh, a kind of testimony, not about his salvation, but the step he made uh, in receiving the Holy Spirit. I've never actually heard all the details, and it, it, may, it meant something to me to hear what, how he got to that point and, uh, and how he considered that decision. So even, even in the midst of mature people, testify. Share your story. Yeah, uh, yeah, tell it. And so, uh, no, the, he keeps he occasionally mentions, points at me, and says something about that obstinate thing or whatever. And uh, the the dream he mentions occasionally is a dream that I had that that pushed me over the line to salvation. Was a dream that Jesus came to me and baptized me, and that was fairly direct message from God that there was something to be done. And so that was uh, an, uh, that 30 years ago this month that I had that dream. I don't know the exact day. I just know May of 83. That's 30 years, right? Something like that. Anyway, share those things. It makes a difference. Okay.